Jeff Carlson takes control of your Apple Watch. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Mac Voices Magazine, our free magazine on Flipboard and on the web. Want to cut through all the noise and find out what you can do with your Apple gear? Mac Voices Magazine focuses on just that, aggregating the best how-to articles and information. Get it by searching for Mac Voices in the Flipboard app or visiting macvoices.com slash magazine. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, as we always do this time of year, we seem to have a lot of new updates from Apple, hardware and software, and that means new Take Control books from all of our favorite authors. This time, the author we're going to talk to is Jeff Carlson, the author of Take Control of Apple Watch 4th Edition. Do I have that right, Jeff? 4th Edition. 4th Edition, yeah. 4th Edition, okay. So... Let's start out with, let's just get the easy stuff out of the way right away. Yeah. Where do you stand on fine woven? On fine woven? <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 um, like, the, like the cases or the, um, yeah, yeah. are the there fine woven watch bands? Watch I think bands? they're fine woven. Uh, Aren't they fine woven? I, I thought they were. Maybe they are. I don't know. I, um, I have never been a case person uh, for for my phone. Um, I certainly have never put a case on my watch, although I know that they exist. Um, so I don't know. I wouldn't buy one. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we need to know, right there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the the, the bands themselves. Um, I, I haven't actually seen any in person. Um, you know, full disclosure. I'm still rocking a, a Series Eight here. Um, not the the newer series nine, because honestly the series eight and the nine, there's not a huge amount of difference. We can talk about some of the differences, Um, but in terms of, you know, what I am owning and paying for uh, the eight is still perfectly fine for me. So um, I'm, I'm keeping that. Um, And so I haven't like checked out any of the new bands. I mean, the band that I have here is just like a, a knockoff leather band that I bought years ago. That's been super comfortable and to my surprise, last year when I bought this, I got it with the um, like the fluoroelastomer band that was purple because it was purple. And the iPhone 14 Pro that I got was purple because purple is the best color, obviously. Uh, and I fully expected to take that band and just, you know, put it in a drawer because I've never really, really connected with the with that type of band. And yet uh, I ended up wearing it most of the year. I don't know what it was about that particular one, but it was just comfortable. And then at some point I decided to to swap on a different one. So um, yeah, I don't have like the vast collection of bands. Um, I remember uh, Kirk McAlern, he pointed me to, there's an app uh, and I'll have to find it in my, um, in my a book, then there's a link to it. There's basically an app for your phone that breaks down every single Apple watch band that they've ever made and like categorizes them so that, you know, people who want to, you know, collect them all um, or look at, you know, maybe look for something and then go on to eBay or whatever and find, you know, uh, lower cost versions of it. Um, I want to call it like, like bright band, I think B R E I T B A N D. Um, but I think if you look for Apple watch band apps, uh, you'll be able to find it, but 
you know, who would have guessed that somebody would make an app uh, about watch bands? But here we are. And it's a good app, too. Well, I, I mean, you know, obviously I was joking a little bit, but it, <laughs> it, 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 this is the danger. It feels like you, well, you can't feel, you can't talk about Apple Watch without talking about Apple Watch bands at some point, just because yeah. I, I'm, I'm like you. I think I own two or three in addition to the floral elastomer that came with them. I think I only ever wore that one once for a little while with the very first Apple Watch until I could get one of the um, the, the sport loops. And that mm-hmm. sport loop lasted me for, I think, through Series, series 4 um, yeah. before it, it finally gave up the ghost. And so then I switched over to a metal melanase loop, and I think I have one other melanase loop of a different color, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And and since you were doing full disclosure, I'll do it too. Um, this is a 7, um, so oh, nice. with, with, with a third-party band. So, you know, it's – but I know people that have 20 and 30 bands, and I just shake my head and say, wow. Good for you. you, know, you ch- change one one for each day of the month. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's it's amazing that Apple, uh, I think, has done a really good job of straddling the fact that that this is a fashion thing. I mean, people have worn watches for fashion for as long as there have been watches, and the the device itself, for the most part, is going to look the same. You're going to have different. Uh, you know, aluminum finishes and colors. And of course the, the ultra looks quite a bit different, but excuse me, every ultra looks like every other ultra. And so, and I mean, I think Apple has also proven like people want to express themselves, whether that's, you know, wearing uh, earbuds back in the day when the iPod first came out, like it can be something that, that, people can do to express themselves in a way without going overboard. Right. Or, uh, you know, <laughs> if you think about the very first Apple watches that were, you know, made of gold and, and, and all of that. Okay. Yes. Maybe you can go overboard. Um, <laughs> I recently just saw that, that, that those, those original series zero gold watches uh, are now officially no longer supported. Like they're officially dead. So, Hopefully that if you spent seventeen thousand dollars on a on a gold Apple Watch, I hope it's in a case somewhere and you get to look at it because it's pretty because it it ain't doing much else for now. No, and well, you know that's a whole nother discussion that is not worth having. But you know, it's just that that was for someone that I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. That you know that was important enough to them to have a, a gold watch. That's fine. Um, so yeah. But, well, yeah. I mean, and, and I'm you know honestly, uh, I, I think Apple, even though um, I, I've heard that they never made their money back on on like those super premium ones, but you have to give them credit because suddenly a tech device was being spoken of in the same way that a lot of luxury watches were, and I mean, yeah, you know, I think just the marketing value alone and having them be treated as a serious timepiece like that alone, I think contributed a lot toward making the Apple watch a legitimate product and, and not just a, Oh, well, it's a, it's another gadget, right? Like they, they did really good positioning, even if, you know, not many people actually bought that or whatever. So, but anyway, 
that's old history. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's history, but you know, it's it's an interesting point that we seldom we're always talking, and we'll, we will talk in a minute about the current version of of the watch. But you do tend to forget the early days because now it, there was a time that you looked around to see who had an iPhone, and then you yeah. started looking around to see who had an Apple Watch, and yeah. now you can't not see an Apple Watch just about everywhere. And so it is such a success and it's so uh, so prevalent that you forget mm-hmm. that there was a time when this was like not a thing and that people were asking – You know, I remember distinctly taking a, a, taking a trip and having people walk up to me and say, is that an Apple Watch? You know, how do you yeah. like it? What does it do? And now – Nobody ever asks me that because everybody has. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's true. Nice, it's nice true. Thing. Like, like, like we do see them everywhere now. And what's uh, what's also nice is that it's not just on the you know the the geeky nerds who would you would who you would expect to have something like that. Because I mean, before the Apple Watch came out, if you were going to have some sort of uh, you know nerd tech on your wrist, it was either very geeky. Or it was something like a Fitbit, something like, you know, very single purpose, um, you know, small, unobtrusive. And like all it did was was record your steps and that that was kind of it. And so then the idea of, well, what if you try to put your your phone on your wrist? And of course, people were thinking that that would just be the craziest thing. And yet. I see them everywhere. I mean, I cannot go out. And you know, granted, I live in Seattle, so this is a tech-heavy town. But still, you cannot go out and not see pe- you know, regular, ordinary people wearing an Apple Watch. So uh, it's—I mean, it—it's it, been kind of a big, surprising success. Much in the same way, I mean, honestly, the the iPhone when the iPhone first came out, I did the same thing. I was like, "All right, like, am I going to see anybody with this?" And you'd see a few and you'd know like, okay, well, they're, they're kind of clued into, to, you know, technology. And then suddenly everybody had one. And so it wasn't that big of a deal. Kind of the same way with the watch. And we're, gosh, are we almost 10 years on in the watch? I should know this, but I don't Something know offhand. Like that, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you know, like, like a full, like this is a mature product now that all sorts of people are wearing and using. Yeah. It's funny talking about, you know, people used to come up and say, hey, is that an Apple Watch? Do you like it? Now I'll go up to someone who has a, clearly a circular tech-oriented watch and say, which watch is that? Why would you make that choice? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that really doesn't usually play well, but sometimes you just can't. <laughs> All right, so let's let's step out of the time machine and jump into okay, the, so, the, the, so the, the fourth edition. That- Chuck picking fights in bars. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not dumb enough to do it in a bar, Jeff. You know, maybe, okay. maybe, maybe at the mall or a restaurant where I have half go. a chance. But yeah. <laughs> so we have the fourth edition of Take Control of Apple Watch. And this feels like this is a challenge because, as you just said, the, the actual watch itself has not changed a lot. But watch OS, the, the watch OS has added a whole lot of new capabilities and rearranged a whole lot of things. Yes, indeed. So, um, yeah, I think, all right, every update of this book 
is like a big deal because there's always you know stuff that needs to change. Um, Apple tends to you know, move around their their little navigation icons. They have to make brand new screenshots, but you know everything is usually pretty incremental. Um, this year, I think, has been a bit more of a challenge because Apple moved things around and did a whole lot of changes that I don't think they really referenced, uh, you know, in their, their marketing and whatever. And so part of, of what's, what, part of what I see happening is people are getting a new watch or they're updating to watch OS 10 and now things are different. And it's it's kind of throwing people for a loop. Um, I was on uh, the Clockwise podcast the other week, and we were talking about how you know the the watch has a few different gestures that you may have muscle memory for. So, for example, uh, Control Center. That's it's the neat little thing where you can access all your your little um, you know your brightness the flashlight you can uh you know look for your your battery power like like all those little itty bitty i almost said widgets but can't say widgets anymore all those little controls um and it used to be that you would swipe up from the bottom of the screen and that would pull it up just like a little a little drawer well that's gone from there now you press the side button and before the side button would bring up the dock and the dock was like a list of recent apps, or you could put in some favorite apps. Well, now the dock is gone. And so people who are just used to swiping up to get to control center are now encountering this new thing called smart stack. Um, and that, that's where the widgets are in, in the smart stack. And so once you, find yourself there and you're like, Oh darn, that's right. All I want to do is activate the little flashlight. So now what do I do? Um, or if you want to get to your recent apps, now you double press the digital crown. And so it feels like we're having to relearn a whole bunch of fundamental, uh, gestures, which kind of goes against the whole Apple watch ethos in the first place, because the idea is, you use your watch, you glance at information, you grab, you know, your most recent messages or notifications. And it's kind of a period of, of relearning. And I don't know exactly why Apple moved things around, but it has, you know, just sort of disrupted a whole lot of stuff, um, including, you know, writing a book. And I think hopefully, uh, giving people reason to have a, a book because, you know, like it, I'm going to explain what's changed and, you know, where things are now. And then hopefully soon we'll all get used to these new gestures. But uh, right now, like things seem a little, uh, I don't know, not up in the air, but just kind of, kind of rocky as we all adjust to the new ways of doing things. So do you think that the, the rearrangement, Jeff, is a, is a positive? Um, because I, I know I've talked to people who didn't never really realize that a swipe up would get to the control center. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like now, at least for some people, it's more, 
not, not more accessible, that's the wrong word, but maybe more discoverable? Maybe. I mean, I think that, that um, well, let's take Control Center, for example. Um, it makes sense that when you want to get to these little shortcut actions, to press a button to do that. So I can, I, I can understand what I imagine Apple's reasoning to be. Whereas if, if there's something that is just hidden off of the bottom of the screen, you may never find it. Um, at least with, with notifications where you swipe down from the top, that hasn't changed, but you know, you have the little, um, little red dot that shows up that says you have notifications. And so that gives you a little direction as to, Oh, all right. So, Maybe I need to go to that, and then I can swipe down and see what what my notifications are. But Control Center coming up from the bottom was almost totally hidden. So that makes sense. What I think is problematic, by replacing that with Smart Stack, now you swipe up from the bottom and you have these widgets. And... I don't know. And also the other way to get to that too, if you have your watch face just like normal, if you turn your digital crown, that also opens the smart stack. And so I'm finding oftentimes like I will, you know, maybe bump the crown or I will, you know, pull my my hand out of my pocket and the, the edge of my pocket will catch that. And so I go to look and look at my time and oh the widgets are up. All right, well, I don't want my widgets. So now I have to go back to the home screen. And <clears throat> so I think that's a long way of saying, um, I don't think these are necessarily positive changes, but I can understand why. And actually doing the, the side button as control center does make sense. Um, but honestly, what we really want, just let me decide what the side button does. Like maybe I want to have the side button show my, my, uh, you know, recent apps. Um, that's something that I use, I think more often because I will want to go to something that I've been to and I don't necessarily want to scroll through the home screen or, or the, you know, the, the list of, of apps. Um, but I think, I mean, that's kind of an anti Apple thing to do because Apple is like, no, 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 no. We have thought this through and this is going to be the way that you're going to do this. Um, and I think, you know, it, it invites chaos if people can assign their own buttons. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling that after a few months, this will become second nature, just as it was to swipe up from the bottom, which that also kind of didn't make any sense. But um, for right now, like it just feels like a transition time in terms of relearning gestures. And I think you just have to accept the fact that you're going to get it wrong a lot. And then, you know, say a little curse word and go do the right thing until it <laughs> you know what i mean i mean it's i don't know maybe i'm trying to be too uh too too middle of the road like it is annoying i don't think it's the end of the world but it's something that we have to relearn how's that 
<laughs> that's fine. I, and I like the fact that it's just a little curse word, not a big one, just a little one. Um, yeah, yeah, just a little, little short one. Yeah, under your breath. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I get my my. I'm not middle of the road on this. It's like okay, apples change it. I feel like there are there are parts of it that maybe don't. You know, I feel like this is a better interface than before for me, mm. not for anybody else, but for me, because yeah. it feels like the the things that I use the most often sort of rise to the top, so to speak. And mm-hmm. so as a result, I don't have to go and hunt for them in either a long list or in, you know, the the original arrangement thing that was just – at some point when there were fewer apps, I think that may have been an, an okay idea. But then we yeah. started sort of like the iPhone. You know, you you end up with so blasted many apps and so, so many things many. install automatically – you know, if you install them on the Mac, oh yeah, well you must want the the or the the phone. You must want the watch app, of course. So mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have these little all these little icons that you have no idea what they are or where <laughs> they came from. Yeah, and and I don't know, may, maybe I'm just weird, but you know, I feel like because of the amount of use that my Apple Watch gets, that after about a week, I stop making the mistake. It's like mm. I, I, my muscle memory gets relearned, and okay, so I want. Control center, so now I tap this, and I want Apple Pay on my watch, so I tap that, which, as I recall, hasn't changed. So, right. You know, it's change is the only constant, but I <laughs> I do feel like there's there's some there's some logic behind this one, and not that there wasn't logic behind the other, but just the cir- the circumstances have changed, and so therefore they've changed the interface. Yeah, well, and you know what? I would bet that a lot of this is based on feedback too, because one other uh, change that I I find slightly frustrating, but I understand why they did it. So before WatchOS nine uh, and oh, I think going back maybe a couple of versions, um, if you have multiple watch faces, which I think almost everybody does, uh, you could just swipe from the left or right edge to switch your watch face. So maybe you have, you know, something that you use for working out. And then when you're not working out, you have a watch face that's just more sort of everyday, or maybe it's, you know, something minimal, right? And so you could just swipe left and right, and that would would switch you to the next or the previous watch face. Well, that's gone now. And I think that gesture is gone because, and this happened to me all the time, something would brush up against the screen or you'd move something. And the next time you look down at your watch, you're looking at the different, a a different watch face. Um, So I think that there's just a a high percentage of accidental swipes there. And so now, I mean, you can still uh, move them, but you have to do it in sort of the more traditional way is, you know, you, you touch and hold and then you can swipe back and forth to get different, uh, different faces. It's it's an extra step, and I think that's kind of annoying for people who switch between faces more often. But it's you know it's not the end of the world, and I'm in, I would be almost positive in saying that Apple did this because they probably got a lot of complaints or people saying, "Look, I want to have my Mickey Mouse watch face," and I keep accidentally, you know, bringing up the little modular that has too much information 
but I don't want to get rid of modular. I want to, you know, have that as in reserve for when I'm doing, you know, X, Y, or Z. So that makes sense to me, even though it's slightly annoying because it's something that I used a lot. But, um, you know, really swiping between watch faces. Yeah. You, you define a lot, define a lot. Oh, I, I mean, I would probably, um, I don't know, a few times a week want to, want to switch between faces. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and to be honest, updating a book <laughs> that's kind of well, yeah. out out of the 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 norm um but yeah i would i would switch between things you know if i wanted something that that wasn't very um that didn't have a whole lot of information um or like like i have one like the the one that i normally use um has a bunch of stuff like it has a timer it's got um uh the weather it's got uh, like the sunset and sunrise times in case I want to, you know, know when that's going to happen. If I want to go do some photography, Um, you know, so like it has a bunch of different widgets and things, but sometimes that's just way too complicated. And so maybe I'll want something a little less complicated. Or, I mean, one thing to point out with the new ones, um, there's a new Snoopy watch face and, uh, I will say, if you've not tried the Snoopy watch face, if you're like, ugh, cartoons, give me a break, um, give it a try. It is so well done. They just made it so that, um, like, Snoopy interacts wherever the watch hands are. Like, the the, the engineering behind this has got to be just amazing. But it, like, it's genuinely fun to look at. And it's genuinely fun to, like, look and see, okay, so he did one thing and now I'm going to tap it again and have him, you know, have him do something else. And there's a whole bunch of different ones. Um, like it's actually fun. It's amazing, <laughs> but it doesn't have any complications. And so it doesn't give me the timers and all that kind of stuff. So I'll, you know, switch between them. I Listen, I ask, and thank you because yes, yeah, Snoopy watch face would not be for me. Um, and I can imagine situations where the way you described it, you know, that somebody would walk into a boardroom and not realize that something swiped up against the watch and now they're pointing at a at a presentation with a Mickey Mouse watch watch face showing, which is probably yeah. the way they would prefer to be <laughs> unless you're presenting to Disney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Then then you're you're in. Um yeah. I, I, I like this because I wear my watch to sleep. And apparently I must be fairly active when I sleep because I inevitably would wake up with a different watch face than when I went to bed with, ah, the one I went uh-huh. to bed with. So I like the fact that that's not happening any longer um, unless that something really gets strange. So, yeah, again, you know, different use cases, different people. Um, I don't think I've intentionally sw- switched my watch face once in three or four months. Just wow. I. I use the I use the information packed one because that's what I like, and you know I I look at all the other ones and I look at the stylish ones and it's like yeah that's cool, and I just never get around to it. Or I might even go so far as to install it, and then I forget about it because <laughs> yeah. it's just not in my agenda to do. You know, it's I've I've got everything I want on this one watch face, so I'm one particular use case. You're another. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure there are people out there that want to switch to a watch face for exercise um, that you know tracks that, and that makes perfect sense. Even on a daily basis, that would yeah. make perfect sense. So that, that's why I asked you when you said a lot how about what that meant to you. Yeah. Well, and I'll, I'll point out, this isn't a new feature, but it's something that's kind of cool. Um, that the watch ties into the the focus modes that are now on on all the devices. And so when you switch to a focus mode, that can automatically switch your watch face. So for example, right now, I have like a, a podcast um, focus mode, and it does a bunch of different things. It turns on do not disturb and, um, you know, various things to kind of make this uh, mostly do not disturb. But on my watch, it automatically sets a, uh, a watch face that's sort of, uh, I think it's like bright purple um, and it has a timer on it so that if I wanted to set a timer and know how long things were going, like it has some complications that would be more specific to uh, when I'm recording a podcast. And the same thing, my, my uh, iPhone also switches to a different watch face so that, or sorry, different home screen, uh, not home screen, different, <laughs> different wallpaper. That, that's the word. <clears throat> there are too many terms. Um, anyway, so that, you know, at a glance, I can look down and I can see the time really big without any, any distractions, um, you know, which, uh, you know, what audio, uh, you know, source that I'm connected to that, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, you don't necessarily need to switch between watch faces to take advantage of it. Like if you had say an exercise focus mode where you've turned on, do not disturb, and it brings up this exercise watch face that can just be done automatically. And then as soon as you turn off the focus mode, it goes back to your regular one. So that's just kind of a neat, a neat thing that I think, I I don't know how many people know about it or take advantage of it, but it's, it's, it's a slick feature for changing things. Jeff is back next time to finish up our conversation about take control of your Apple Watch 4th edition. We talk about the Apple Watch Ultra, the many use cases for the Apple Watch, and a whole lot more. That's next time on Mac Voices. I'll see you then. As always, I'm Chuck Joyner. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at BackbeatMedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at Cashfly.com.